Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and today I am here with Heather Danielle. But before I introduce her to you, I would like to introduce you to yourself. I'd like to invite you to take the What is My Number One Spiritual Superpower quiz, and you can find that at superpowerquiz.us, and it will give you some insights into your particular set of giftedness that you brought with you into this world to be on mission, to be on point, to fulfill your purpose. And I find that it's very helpful to get like a third party mirror perspective from time to time, because so often our gifts feel just like breathing. It's like, well, this is just normal. Everybody's this way. No, everyone is not this way. You are specially gifted. And this quiz gives you an opportunity to appreciate that giftedness in yourself. So superpowerquiz.us. And now we will seg into introducing our guest for today. Very excited about Heather Danielle. I was on her show a month or so back. And Danielle is a certified psychic medium, mentor, and author of the book, Anxiety to Angels. Even though she's done readings and healings for others all around the world, her passion is helping sensitive souls overcome their fears so they can open up to their own unique spiritual connection. Heather is also the organizer of the Michigan Psychic and Mediumship Development Group, the host of Coffee and Cards, as well as the host of Spiritual AF Life podcast. And since I'm on a talk radio network, I can say the Spiritual as Fuck Life podcast. <laughs> Yes. Welcome, it. Heather. Welcome. Oh, I love it. That was such a great icebreaker and a great way to start off. I'm so incredibly excited to be here right now. I am so excited to be here with you. And we've got such an amazing topic for today. But before we delve into manifesting, you know, I read these bios and everyone comes with these amazing experiences and gifts and bona fides. Uh, but frequently, we don't start life that way. Oh, no. <laughs> so looking back on your journey, where did you start putting on your pants one leg at a time, Heather? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. And so, well, I am a psychic medium now, and I love doing readings and everything. And one thing that's really unique is that I didn't always know I had gifts. So I just kind of um, fought my way through life. Um, it actually was really tough. It was tough all, like my whole life was really, really tough. And you probably heard that saying before where it's like life is not happening, you know, to you, it's happening for you. But at the time, no, <laughs> my life was um, just one drama, one trauma, one challenge after another until basically I don't think my body could handle it anymore. And that's when I started having seizures. Oh, then... my goodness. That will make you sit up and pay attention now, won't it? <laughs> yes. And so here I am, like, I think I was like 30 years old, you know, uh, maybe no, I was 28 years old having grand mal seizures, you know, <gasps> out of nowhere. Oh, Doctors. my goodness. Yeah. That is just hor horrifying and dangerous. I mean, that kind of stuff is bad news. 
you oh my gosh you just hit a great point because when i was having the seizures i still remained conscious so i knew what was going on and i remember thinking like the best person to take care of me right now who i know paid attention in you know first aid class and stuff like that was myself (laughs) oh no i am like do these do these people pay attention do they know how to take care of me right now but they did they did a great job but you know how it goes you know like the doctors couldn't find anything wrong they had no idea and then i was forced to go down the spiritual path and i ended up finding out all about like angels and how you can possibly ask them to help you and i gained more connection with my body and i didn't realize how much stress i was putting myself through can i can i stop you for just a second because you're like i i discovered all this stuff Tell us how this stuff started to invite you in, because typically we get invited in in some very interesting ways. Oh, for me, it was my friend who had a uncle who was a dentist, but his dentist talked to people's bodies on the side. Okay, so he I drove two hours to see this man and he gave me a reading. He was a psychic medium. Oh, wow. I know. Is that not the the psychic medium dentist? Yes. And man, he he like blew my mind that day. But I remember being so scared. I was in the waiting room and here he comes and it was like closed down, like his dental now, practice. There was no one else. Question there. for you. Yeah. What, what were the fears? You were so scared. What were your fears in that moment? I was scared that he could read my mind. <laughs> I was scared. I was scared he could read my mind and he would know what I was thinking. And I think that I just had this overwhelming fear, like around psychics and stuff. I always thought it was so cool, but I was just so scared of it because I think it was also the unknown. Yeah. And so this man looked at like, we were just BSing, you know, because it was his nephew and we're his nephew's friends. But then he looked over at me. He was like, am I doing a reading on you today? And I was like, yes. And he was like, good. He's like, because your body is screaming right now. Uh... (laughs) Ah. That kind of like just sealed in my fear. It's like, oh my God, he really totally did. Like, he really you know, did read my mind. <laughs> yes. And I feel too, like sometimes we don't show our full selves to the world. And sometimes we don't even know ourselves enough. Sometimes, oftentimes we're raised to not do that. And we think that's a normal way to function. <laughs> yes. And so then I think that these psychics, these mediums, or these people who talk to people's bodies or whatever are going to find out those parts of me, maybe that I wasn't even ready to see. And mm, Oh, and there's, there's like the heart of the matter. Oftentimes, it's like, am I even ready to see this? Exactly. And he ended up connecting to my grandmother who gave me a talking to. And <laughs> it was like, so amazing. And I just remember him saying to me, he was like, your grandmother saying that there's an angel with you. And you need to, you know, like, ask for help from this angel, this angel is here to help. And then I remember leaving the office just thinking like, Okay, I have like an invisible angel standing next to me. I don't know what to do with him. <laughs> yeah, now I feel a little paranoid. What what happens if I need to go into the bathroom? What, what if I'm showering? What what? <laughs> on, the, on the ride home, I was like, um, and then I felt like I had a servant. Like that's how it was. Like he's just here to help me. He's here to help you, Heather. He's here to help you. So I'm like, um, what okay, am I so- supposed to do with him now? <laughs> I was like, um, you know, I don't need any, I remember like trying to like talk to him, like even whisper to being like, Hey, if you're here, I don't really need you right now. So if you want to go help like my sister, she has a lot of kids. I know that she could, you know, use a helping hand. 
<laughs> I love that. Don't don't worry about me. Fix my sister. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't I I don't know what to like ask you for help with, and that's what really got the ball rolling. And I just remember being so desperate to be off my medications because they put me on very high dosages of seizure medication. And then what that did was that changed my personality and it made me really mean and it really made me angry very quickly. Oh, yeah. Some of the psychiatric stuff can really, really mess with your receptors. I know when I was coming off of SSRIs, I would just snap. It's like there was this reptilian side of myself that would just like randomly pop out and it's like what the heck is going on with this and eventually i found an online support group and it's like yeah that shit can happen and it'll pass after a while and i learned a lot from that episode in that i learned that my emotions are not me oh that is a great and it was a great training ground for being able to step back and go okay why is this emotion here? Oh, that is, you know, that is, is a it, good one. Yeah. It, what message is it bringing me here right now? And then to begin to practice the gap, right? The emotion shows up, but there's a gap between the emotion and what you decide to do. Oh, and to is... be able to start to leverage that gap. So I wasn't like ripping people's heads off <laughs> randomly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> And my poor husband at this time, we ended up getting married during this time because I was in and out of the hospital for so long, for so much. And I can't even tell you, he started a new job and it was like every week he was getting called because Heather's being pulled away in an ambulance now because <sighs> Heather had another seizure, Heather passed out, Heather's doing all these things. And then I was constantly always in the hospital. And I, you know, when you first, like by the first time I had a seizure, everybody showed up. But then when I'm having all these stints in the hospital and they're it's- it's like, oh, yeah, Heather's just back in the hospital again. Yep. And that's yeah. why me and my husband got married, too, because he, I'm like, I didn't have insurance. <laughs> and he's like, okay, honey. He was like, we're married in our hearts. Let's make this official because he's like, we're starting to incur a lot of, a lot of debt. So Yeah, and we need to deal with this in a more constructive way. <laughs> yes. And then, you know, you can only be, you know, sent home with more medication that's not helping for so long until you start looking at other avenues. And that's what I started doing. Like I started like looking at my diet. I started watching things on that. And then meditation came up Uh and oh my gosh, I was too scared to meditate. (laughs) Oh, really? What were you concerned about with meditation? I think like, first off, closing my eyes, there's no way. Like I had a lot of trauma growing up and I felt like I could not, like, what is it? I could not close my eyes with my surroundings because I always had to be on guard of like what was going on. So I would put my back up against the wall, you know, so that I could just like see and see the, like my space that I was trying to meditate in. Yeah. Like, like you were a, 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 a military man, a soldier. I'm going to walk into the bar. I'm going to choose the table with my back to the wall so I can see both entrances. And yeah. Oh, you met my husband. Ah! (laughs) Exactly what he does. And that's exactly what I was always, I I was trying to do, but I still couldn't do it. And then I heard that monks actually, they don't close their eyes when they meditate, which was awesome for me. It's like, oh, goody, I have permission. (laughs) I have permission to not close my eyes. (laughs) Yes. And then I read a book by a monk that was, you know, where I could meditate in the car. So I started meditating in my car on my lunch breaks. And I ended up finding a monastery near me. And I was able to go and start meditating with the monks. And I felt 
so peaceful there. I felt so secure. I don't know why. I was still afraid of them. Like I was afraid they could read my mind. And they were, <laughs> they were so sweet. Like there wasn't many people that would come to the meditation. So it, usually just, just to kind of throw this in here, yeah. right? Because we've it's come up a couple of times. Uh, it's really rare someone who has actual telepathy who can actually read your mind. Yes. I'm just, okay. so, just going to put that out there for everybody <laughs> listening. <laughs> super yes. duper duper rare <laughs> and you know it's so funny now i'm a psychic medium that like, looks at people sometimes or they'll find out like if i'm in a social setting or something and i'm like are they thinking the same thing that i thought are they thinking that i'm reading their mind right probably. now probably <laughs> oh my gosh yeah and so i started meditating with them and then the one thing led to another and that's how i opened up that's all of a sudden, when I was meditating, colors started coming to me, things started coming to me. Mm. And that really freaked out my husband, because he was like, how are you saying this stuff? How do you know? And I'm like, oh, just myself. I'm just, talking to myself. <laughs> just shows up, you know, I ask myself, and I get an answer, and there you are. <laughs> oh, my God. So tell us about the first time the color showed up, and what gave you the what I want to say, the insight that it was something more than a random brain fart. Oh, the very first time was when I was meditating at the monastery and they kind of instruct you beforehand, you know, just if you see anything, just let it go. And I was seeing this color and it was like this really pretty like blue and I tried to let it go and it wouldn't. It was so strong that I felt like as if I did open my eyes at the time, it would still be right there. And it just got bigger and bigger and bigger in my vision. And I'm just like so mesmerized by this color. Because I remember thinking at the time, like, there is no color that's this beautiful that I yeah. see in my daily life. Except for Archangel Michael. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, yes. <laughs> It's so funny because I remember going home, Googling it, and then I heard about something called like the chakras, uh -huh. which now we all know about, though, like many of us know about. The yeah, chakras. but back in the day, it's like, what's that? And yeah, Google, if you could, if you had Google in that moment, right? Otherwise, it's like, yes. go find an esoteric friend who might understand, right? Yes. <laughs> and then it was like the throat chakra. And then I looked into the throat chakra about how it's, you cannot, you know, you have a hard time speaking your mind and things like that. And sure enough, what I did was I um, came home, I told my husband, I'm like, oh my God, it's a throat chakra. I think chakras are real. And I think I need to express myself. And I think that's why this blue light happened. <laughs> <laughs> and how did he take that? Uh, apprehensive, but still open because at that time it was like, okay, what's ever going to help you feel better, <laughs> you know, and, and stop going to the hospital. I think that we're good with that. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's amazing how much people will open up when you're in the middle of something that doesn't have answers. Yes. And yes. then who, who would have thought that the um, journey would unravel like it did? So it, it's a crazy one. And and speaking of unravel like it did, okay, you saw the blue with the throat chakra. What were some of the next things that you started seeing in your meditation? Oh, I, my husband was having a problem, you know, with his hand or something. And I was like, I, I was seeing that, I don't know, it was like a feeling, like almost like claircognizance, you know, the clear knowing that he needed a pill, like he needed to go to the doctors because there was some kind of imbalance within him. And there was a really, really simple pill that would get rid of it within like a day or two. And I told him that, and it took him a while to go to the doctors, but as soon as he went to the doctors, sure enough, bam, 
he went ahead and took the pill. I forgot what it was. And it was fine. And he'd been dealing with that probably for 18 months or something. Yeah, because crazy. guys will put this stuff off and put this stuff off and put this stuff off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and just like little things, like he needed more fish, um, more things about my diet, about, you know, like, like, okay, Heather, your body is really not liking a lot of this bread that you've been eating <laughs> mm-hmm. and caffeine and stuff like that. And then I would take it out of my diet when I needed to, and I would truly feel better. Yeah. And it's amazing what a difference that can make. We're coming up here very shortly on our first break. And I want to hear how this all kind of unfolds into no longer ending up in the hospital. But I will hear about that after we come back from the break. What I would like to invite everyone with us today in listener land to do is get out your pen, get out your piece of paper, and take a few notes on that pen and paper about how you connect with the spiritual side on a regular basis Um, doesn't always mean that it's what i want to say unconscious command right because meditation opens the door it doesn't necessarily bring someone in (laughs) yes so what are some of the things that you have built into your routine to give yourself some space to allow for meditation and connection time prayer however you form formulate or name that process uh, and give yourself some props for what you are doing and if you haven't been give yourself some grace and invite yourself to reset and maybe invite some of that back in for you and hang with us we'll be right back from the break this is the voice america influencers channel be inspired Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. 
listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales. I'm still here with the amazing and wonderful Heather Danielle. And uh, we are more than happy to take callers if you caught that number. Otherwise, you'll hear it again at the next break. Uh, because we do love to talk to you guys when you decide you're bold enough to pick up the phone and ask your burning question. <laughs> and I know oh, that can definitely. be a little intimidating, but we are super friendly and approachable. So don't let that stop you. All right. So Heather, before the break, you were telling us about learning to meditate and meditate with your eyes open. And I love that you shared that challenge because a lot of us, when we start to meditate, run into random challenges that are kind of unique to us. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I have this, this squirrel brain that I had to learn how to contend with and, and work around. And I've, I found that... Um, having a guided meditation was super helpful to me because it, it gave the squirrel some direction. <laughs> oh, I love guided meditations, And then there's even like moving guided meditations too, that really help as well, especially yes. if you get, if you get antsy, like I do. <laughs> I love moving meditation because so many people, when they're introduced to meditation, think that they have to plop themselves on a pillow someplace and be perfectly still. It's like, no, you can do mindfulness. You can you can pick something that's an activity that's rhythmically soothing to you. For some people, it's hot, sudsy water and doing the dishes. For others, it's, it's really paying attention as they chop the vegetables as they're getting ready for dinner. There are many things you can turn into meditation if you feel like you get twitchy, if you have to just sit still. <laughs> It's, I think it's so funny that you brought up the chopping vegetables one because, you know, in the middle of this story, the, it's so funny because I am chopping vegetables and I remember thinking to myself, why did I invite these people over here? I hate chopping vegetables. This sucks so much. And I seen a meme that was like on social media somewhere and it said, had the exact same thing. It's like, this is what you're doing, but this is what you need to be doing. And what you need to be doing was when you're chopping vegetables, just think of chopping vegetables, not all these, you know, not all the chitter chatter. <sighs> Yeah, exactly. Pay, <laughs> pay attention to the vegetable, right? Yes. Because a carrot chops very differently from a pepper. Peppers are one of my favorite things to chop. Oh, yeah. They've got such amazing colors and textures and peppers are just fun. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. And now I'm actually like that. Now I'm like, okay, setting love. Thank you so much, you know, for, you know, giving me lots of nutrients and stuff I'm like so that. I'm so grateful for these green beans and the asparagus. Yes. and the <laughs> Yes, yes. And so I thought that was really funny that you brought that part up because that was that that's a, a measurement, I feel like when you when you're going through meditation and stuff like that, like how mindful that you're being during the course of your day, because, you know, what meditation did for me was it gave me less thoughts all throughout the day, it didn't repurpose the same thoughts over and over again, to where it decreased some of that stress and anxiety that yeah. I was feeling and it gives I, you so much more space and peace. Yeah, when you can let go of all the chatter about, well, did I do that good enough? Or, you know, replaying the same scene four times in your mind? Well, I could have done it this way. I could. It's, it's over. 
whatever it is, it is just, just allow that to pass. Don't worry about, you know, what's the next thing. Just enjoy your drive on the way to the next thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. So So tell us how this spiritual journey started to translate into something physical for you. It was really insane because I ended up getting basically what it was, what I thought was my dream job. And I thought it was so amazing. And this is something that I never thought that I could do in a million years. Yeah. And and I love it when life hands you this thing that you've been asking. This is exactly the thing that is going to fill in the blank, make me happy, feel fulfilled. It's my dream job. So tell us how that worked out for you. (laughs) It was so crazy because I know that manifesting had a hand in it. But then where it led was even more crazier because about six months into the job, they told me that I had to move to Virginia. And basically, if I did go to Virginia, they would double my income. If I didn't go to Virginia, I would be fired. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> and so, Double or nothing, babe. <laughs> yes. And so it was so crazy because by this time I'm trying to, you know, trust and everything. Everything happens for a reason. But it was so funny because I didn't want to go to Virginia because I would be leaving that back behind here in Michigan, my husband and my son. But however, I my soul was calling me to go to Virginia. Thank yeah. God that I did because I didn't have anybody around. I had no friends. I had no family. I had nobody down there. I was able to explore things that I would normally not be able to explore. Right. Because you'd have been keeping yourself busy with your son or your husband or your friends or or the house or whatever it is. Yeah. Yes. So I was able to go to my first psychic fair and it was like a holistic fair and there was psychics there and I was really scared and big, huge thing, but ended up being the best thing I ever did in my life because then I started um, Googling it and I found a meetup group that was nearby. I love how you're really scared before all this stuff and you just do it anyway. You are so courageous, Heather Danielle. You know what? I never thought about that before. Yes. I think it's because I felt something deep within me, you know, like, and also because of that question that you asked, you asked me, like, why were you scared? And the truth is, I don't think I knew why. You know, was I scared because they were going to tell me something bad? And I realized, to be honest with you, I really think that the reason why I was scared looking back is also because that was a part of me that I was suppressing. I was suppressing mm-hmm. my own gifts. And honestly, that's what saved me. Because yeah. that's well, and scared of yourself, it sounds like. Yes, yes. Because I had grown up thinking like, okay, you always had to rely on other people, what other people were saying, other people were doing. And no matter how many times I got burned, I still didn't listen to myself. I listened to them. Right. Well, we're trained to do that. Aren't they? We are trained to do that from very young. I mean, when you go through school, they they look a little bit at your aptitudes, but more often than that, they go, well, what do you think looks good out there? We're going to give you a career advisor who can show you what the options are instead of having you reach inside yourself and go, you know, what feels good to me. You know, it's attractive to me. We do, we're not shown to go there and we're not taught to value that. It was so funny. I took that test. You know, they give it to you in high school, like what you'd be good, be good at. And guess what? They lost the test. And so I was like, tell me. <laughs> I love it. Mine came back saying I should be a mortician. I'm like, oh, "Oh, thank you for that. (laughs) Wow. 
Yeah, because I was like, tell me what I should be because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that came back and I went, mm, nope, uh-uh. <laughs> okay, so maybe it's a good thing I didn't get mine back. And honestly, after that day that I found the meetup group, it was a psychic development circle and they all connected to me and told me how how good and a powerful and amazing psychic medium that I was. And I was like, no way. Like, really? <laughs> me? No, not me. <laughs> you got me confused with some other body. And then what I think that people think, too, is that I sat in the circle. I went there every Saturday for two hours, sometimes even longer than that. And I think that people think like, OK, and then all of a sudden I was a psychic medium. No, I wasn't. I sat in that circle all the time, not getting anything like when they would connect to past loved ones. I'm sitting there twiddling my thumbs, like just wishing, you know, like they don't want to talk to me until mm -hmm. I started learning more about it and how they communicate with my with me personally. And. It was so funny because you know how they started communicating with me? No. It was because I started smelling different foods. Well, first ah. off, I lost my sense of smell like two decades ago, so I can't really smell. And so I remember sitting there. This is like probably my fourth or fifth time smelling something as they connect to a spirit. And I remember being like potato chips. And I'm like, man, Heather, you've got to eat before you come here. <laughs> <laughs> you keep imagining all these food smells. <laughs> yes. And then I'm like, potato chips. I'm like, I hate potato chips. Why would I be thinking, why would I be smelling potato chips? And that's when I finally, I asked, I got, I got brave enough to be like, by any chance the person that we're connecting to like potato chips? And they're like, that's all they ate. They even requested it in the hospital before they passed. And it was like a big, huge thing. And I was like, oh. This is why I'm smelling potato chips. Oh, yeah. maybe I am getting something. And that just snowballed, you know what I mean? It snowballed into everything else. And it was truly crazy. And so, I don't know. Go ahead. So you're, you're starting to move into what you're calling eventually will be. What's been going on on the health side of things as you've been moving through this trajectory? Oh, wow. My health is, got, it got, so I got off all of my seizure medications you know, which was amazing. I ended up getting diagnosed with many other things and I would get put on pills and then I would get off of the pills, you know, with through, you know, a lot of times it's um, diet. A lot of times it's, you know, mental work, trauma work, you know, working with a therapist and things like that. And I'm not saying that everybody needs to be doing this, but I don't like a lot of times how medications make me feel, but I stay on them and I work with my doctor to wean myself off of them. And, and so I think that's a good approach. Yes. What 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 logic uh, did you use with your doctor as you were discussing the conversation around seizure meds? Because that's something they like to leave you on for freaking ever because they're very concerned about grand mal because dangerous. Oh, yes. Um, well, my neurologist, she was she was really like concerned, but she's seen how much better that I was getting. And so she helped me like wean myself off of it. Now, this is a crazy story. And I'm not sure if you know this or not about me, but it's been 10 years since that seizure. And I've been having ear pain for a while. So I ended up going to the ENT recently and I was like, hey, my ear's hurting me. He was like, that's your TMJ. You have jaw issues, which I do. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. And he was like, and by the way, um, we need to do a sleep study on you because we think that you have narcolepsy. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, no. I'm like, I don't have narcolepsy. They tested that for me 10 years ago. And I thought he was a quack. I literally left that doctor's office crying because I felt like I was in the same position that I was 10 years ago when these seizures 
started. Yeah. And so long story short, I do the sleep study and it comes back without a doubt that I have 100% have narcolepsy. And I did a research and the doctor told me too, he was like, those were never seizures that you were having. Those were cataplexy attacks caused by narcolepsy. Oh my goodness. They were barking up the completely wrong tree. And here's the thing is my doctor, my neurologist before she gave me the sleep study test, but I was so traumatized with sleep. I had like sleep trauma that I couldn't make myself fall asleep. Now I can fall asleep with, and I can go into REM sleep within one minute. I'm very, very narcoleptic. It usually takes people 90 minutes. He was like, you are very, very narcoleptic. And one of the main things that he says um, that shows narcolepsy is when I went down and I started having the seizures, I didn't lose consciousness. Yeah. So I was just overwhelmed and I am like, spirit, I can't believe that you gave me this closure after 10 years. And I was like, thank you for this beautiful gift because now I know why all this happened. Because if my doctors would have found out what I had then as clearly as I have it now, it's so obvious, then I wouldn't have went down. Would I went down my spiritual path? Would I have met with that medium? Probably not because you were scared. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. Would I have done any of that? And it's like, oh my gosh, to me, I look back on it so clearly. And it's like, there was no doubt that I had narcolepsy. Like it like all of the signs were there it was a 100%. She should have just put me on the narco, you know, the narco pills or whatever, but she didn't. And that led me to go down the spiritual path of connecting to myself. And I'm so grateful for it. I cannot believe it. It like blew my mind, my husband's mind. And my whole family is like, wow. Like I was falling asleep in the first grade. So it was like, I failed first grade because I was sleeping in class. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> that was the first sign. Hello. Hints, hints and red flags. Yes. <laughs> that is too funny. So you mentioned a little bit about manifesting this dream job that yeah. also manifested you a bunch of time to be with yourself and explore your spiritual side of things. And I know we promised the listeners that we would talk a little bit about manifestation today. So what is like the number one thing you find that people skip over when they go into this manifesting thing? For me, the number one thing is feeling worthy. It is feeling worthy. It is because you can go ahead and you can think that you want something, that you love something. Like I wanted that job so bad, but the thing is I didn't feel good enough. And mm-hmm. I just remember thinking like every day when I would drive into my job, I was like, I want to turn left. I want to turn left because turning left is my dream job. And every single day when I had to go straight instead of going left, I was like, darn it. And then I started looking around and I started seeing people who had that job. And I'm like, why are they so much better than me? Is it because they have a degree? Is it because they dress better? What is it? And that was the first thing, just like being a psychic medium. I was like, who am I to be that? Like, who am I to be able to talk to them? Well, and then I love that you pivoted the question to what is it about them? What is it that they have? Yes. Because now it gives you something you can kind of stack up against you as well. Yeah. And so what did you discover in that analysis? I discovered, well, first I was like, you know what? They knew how to apply for that job. So I went ahead and I went online and I looked at the applications and I seen that you needed to have a four-year degree. And by this time I did, I I was a high school dropout. I got my GED a few years later and stuff. And I worked really hard. I worked like six years probably to get my associates. And so then I looked in the job announcement and it, it said that they would take people 
who um, were about to graduate within like a year or something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I look at my husband. I'm like, I can do an accelerated program and get my bachelor's and apply for one of these jobs. I was still in school working in my bachelor's when I already started working at that dream job. Perfect. Yay. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) And you gave yourself permission to apply and let them decide. I love that because so often as women, uh, they've they've done study. I, I'm a science nerd. If you've listened to the show at all, you know I'm a science nerd, and so I read studies and stuff. And one of the things they've noticed about men's advancement versus women's advancement in career is men will apply for jobs that they know they aren't fully qualified for. Women, we go down the list and we're like, well, I only have eighty five percent. Well, that's more than the 60% the dude who applied for the job and got it had. And so I I love that you gave yourself to permission to apply before you were quote unquote ready on paper. Oh my gosh. Yes. I wasn't ready emotionally. Like I almost had like a <laughs> breakdown, freaking just like sending in the electronic application. And my husband was there the whole time. I'm like, can you just send it? Like I can't. You can do it. You can do it. Gather up your 60 seconds of courage and push a button. <laughs> yes. And it's because I really didn't feel like I was worthy of this. It's like, who am I? Yeah. I'm not worthy enough for this. I'm not good enough for this. Those are them. I'm not sure if you grew up that way, but those are those people. The, those, the... those people can do that. That This is not us. This is not how we go through life. I, I had a lot of overcoming of that kind of family stuff around um, income earning. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Same here. came largely from my mother's side of the family. Uh, but yeah, they, oh, oh, it was, it's, it's been a real slog shoveling all of that out. <laughs> yes, it is. We, we are coming up on our second break already. But when we come back, I want to dig in more to how, how do you start to pick apart this unworthy and turn it into worthy? So hang with us. And uh, if you've got your pen and paper, they are, and I suspect you probably do, because I don't think you probably ran away from it. Uh, Spend some time with your pen and paper and ask yourself, what is it that you are looking to manifest? What's on your list of things you want to manifest? And then ask, for each one, do you feel worthy of this? Or is this for, quote unquote, someone else? And hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. 
It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America in Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales here with Heather Danielle. And before the break, we were discussing... Uh, the worthiness aspect of manifesting. Um, what's your experience been with unworthiness versus worthiness? What do you see in your manifestation when you can make that shift? Oh, there's a big shift when you can actually see that it is worthiness holding you back. And I think that for me, it was having somebody that was in my corner that did believe in me and maybe had a little more healthier concept of maybe even myself and within themselves, because I feel like kind of like what we just talked about. This is something that goes back sometimes to generations, like my whole life. That's all I heard. Those were rich people. Those were those people. Those people do those things like my family doesn't leave like a two mile radius. They don't go anywhere. <laughs> they don't do anything. They're just like, it's completely the world. And then there is them. And I had to like break through that. And then once you're able to break through that, it's like, oh my gosh, I am not more worthy than anybody. And nobody is, you know, worthier than me. It goes both ways. You are not better than anyone else. And no one else is better than you. That means it's a level, I want to say the level playing field, but then you can have whatever you want. It's not off limits. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Now, question for you. When you were going through this process, when did you first notice there was a worthiness limit? How was it showing up for you? What were your clues? It was, well, when I was trying to apply for that job after I got married and things, and I was just, I, I, I met all the criteria. I had it all. And that's when I was just like freezing up. I was crying. I, I had anxiety. I had a panic attack, like just looking and thinking about, oh my gosh, I need to do this. I can't do this. And I I remember keep, I kept on feeling that way. Just like even going into a college, you know, like to try and be like, Hey, you know, I don't, I don't know what to do, but I want to go here. I remember <laughs> like going in, 
going into places and being like, I, I want to get a GED. Like, how do I do this? And I just remember just um, feeling so crazy, so like so much anxiety. But then it's like, wow, once you start looking at the people as just regular old people. Yeah, but so vulnerable and so courageous at the same time. Yes. And I think it was because I have, I always wanted to do better. Like I also was a single mom. So I know that sometimes will drive you to do things that you wouldn't normally do because it's like, I got to have a good life for my son. You know, I got to make these choices. I have to overcome this because I want to make sure that I am doing well for him, that he has a healthy mom, that he doesn't have to see mom being sick all the time. So that really also helped drive me. So and then having, you know, now my boyfriend turned husband always in my corner trying to cheer me on, um, really helped out. And yeah. it's know, amazing what a good partner can do for that. Yeah. Because I I have a husband. <laughs> there's, there's a divorce in my, my history, but uh, my current husband is my bonus husband, my blessing husband. And he was hugely helpful to me on my worthiness journey because yes. he... He's a very ethical, honest kind of guy. And he looks at me and says, you are beautiful. You are amazing. You are talented. And I can tell looking at him, he believes that all the way through his soul. And so it got me curious after we'd been going out for a few months. I'm like, what is he really seeing in me? Because sexy was one of the things. And I never really considered myself Mm -hmm. sexy. And I can remember... I went through this real vulnerable exercise. I decided I was going to get completely naked, stand in front of the mirror, and look at myself from his perspective. And the things that he has shared with me are sexy to him. As opposed to all this stuff that I was told growing up and the news media and everything, throw all that out. The things he has said are sexy to him. How did that work for you? It worked really well. <laughs> I was. I went ahead and I spent a long time going ahead and just thinking about myself the way that my husband says that he feels about me. Like he says that I'm pretty and I'm smart and all these things. So I was like, okay, I'm going to borrow that. And so yeah. then I just took over in my mind, you know, replacing my thoughts with his. And it totally worked. And I think that even if you don't have like a significant other, it could be someone else in your life, you know, like that one cheerleader. Yeah, there there are teachers, there are bosses, there are neighbors, there there's always someone in your life who sees you as you actually are. Yes. The 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 vision you can live up to and live into. And it's so funny. I think that actually um, manifested my husband without even knowing about it, because I remember thinking to myself, like, I need to do something about this. I need to do something about my life. I'm like, you know what? I need a military guy. I need a military guy. I need one with a strong military background. I remember thinking about this all the time. And then I'm like, I got to move to Virginia in order to find this military guy because I was a Navy brat. So I had lived in a different part of Virginia before I moved back there when I was um, older as an adult. And I remember I kept on thinking about this. And the day I met my husband and I'm like, there's no military around here in Michigan. Oh my gosh. My husband was still in the military when I met him. I was like blown away. And if this isn't a crazy story, I was in that psychic circle in Virginia when we were done. And for some reason, I grabbed my phone. I looked back at my memories and it was like, oh, 10 years or eight years or however many years ago today, you wrote this on Facebook. And I literally wrote, I cannot wait to move back to Virginia. The sun just doesn't shine like it did there. 
And I'm reading that as I'm sitting in Virginia and I am just like, Heather, you wanted to come back here and here you are. (laughs) Yes. And you manifested the shit out of that. (laughs) I totally did. And that's the thing too. It's like you're you're manifesting whether you realize it or not. So you've got to make sure that you are, you know, really concentrating on what you do want. Yeah, exactly. So if you're going to manifest, you might as well do it consciously. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. otherwise you're just going to manifest all that crap you were raised with. And that's that's not any good. Yes. That's not helpful. And for me too, it's like, okay, if you don't feel good enough for like some of these crazy things, so you might say, oh, I want a yacht. I want whatever. Start with something smaller and then like work your way up. That's kind of like what I did too. It's like, okay, I want to try and manifest, you know, like a new bedroom set or something, you know, and then just kind of work your way up. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you have like these magic skills to where now I'm at this point where it's like, wow, what else, what what do I want now? Like, what, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the, the the story that I told you when I like when I started having seizures, like I had a card that like you couldn't like oh my gosh, it had like duct tape holding up the side mirror. I had like a failing wire and yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had a uh, yeah exactly a um, hanger holding up the muffler. I lived in a basement, you know. So luckily, my husband when I was dating him, he was short enough because in some areas you wouldn't be able to stand up in this basement apartment. And oh, no. so it was so funny because when we met him, he was like, I I just want to go live on an island with you i just want to have an island with you and just me and you no joke the house that we ended up getting this beautiful freaking house with a beautiful lake view has an island in the backyard (laughs) we literally live on island you know so it's insane and i'm like that's not manifesting i don't know what is (laughs) that is awesome so for the listeners out there if someone is has gone through the exercise I invited them to do over the break and they have a list of things and it's like, oh yeah, I I totally feel worthy of, you know, a little extra money. I totally feel worthy of this. I feel worthy of that. But then there's this one thing on their list that it's like, oh, you know, maybe I think that might not, (laughs) I might not feel worthy for that. How how do you start to shift that? Or if we're slow, Yet everything on the list is kind of like, oh, that's for somebody else. <laughs> oh my! You know what always worked for me is journaling it out, like writing down, getting out all of those emotions because there's a seed that's been planted within you. And if you can find out what that seed is and even where it comes from and that story that you've been telling yourself, you can untell it. You know, you yeah. can start untelling it a little bit and you can be like, wait a second, that wasn't me. That was my mom or that was my grandma. That was my dad. That was their thoughts. That is yeah. their reala- reality. It doesn't have to be my reality. My whole family is still stuck. Most of them, I love them to death. And, you know, I, I have really catapulted my life and they still see it as, oh, that's Heather. That's not me. And, I yeah. them. and I'm like, no, yeah. no. Well, you know, and people are going to come along on the journey at the pace that that's right for them. Right. Oh, for <laughs> sure. For sure. I, I love the journaling because then you can really start to work with things. Because I'm a fan of hypnosis. And basically what hypnosis is, is meditation with a goal. And so once you know what this thing is, say you got this, this thought from your mother or your grandmother or someone like that, when you're sitting in meditation, you can invite them in and give it back to them. Here, this is yours. Yes. And okay, that to me is like the fast track. That is like the hypnosis and things like that. That is like the fast track 
to getting, you know, almost like a healthy mind, healthy, healthy thoughts, you know. Almost. It is to getting a healthy mind and healthy thoughts. And it's so much faster than talk therapy. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. One thousand percent. And then all you got to do is take that inspired action and then just keep on doing it. Keep on wherever you're being led. Take those steps. Take those next steps and do it. Absolutely. Make it happen. So we're getting down towards the end of the show here. I know you brought a gift for the listeners. Would you like to share with the listeners what your gift is? And then I will tell them where they can go find that. Oh, for sure. I felt that it would be really great to give you my sacred home guide. And it is like basically a psychic medium's gift to making your home spiritually aligned because it's going to help you with, you know, spiritual things in your home. That's going to make you feel better. It's not going to be like feng shui or anything like that, but little things because you can really decrease your stress. You can help yourself feel better. You can also, you know, help yourself not feel scared of the spiritual connection if you are like me and that's not something that um i always give out so it's something that i think was really special um to anyone who's listening in beautiful so you can find that as always at sovereignself.media she'll be up at the top of the list of guests and you can find her contact uh, information there and you can also find the download for sacred house guide love that so with the couple of minutes that we have left here if you were to tie it all up with a bow your journey manifesting worthiness all of this what would be your your final words of wisdom final words would be it don't you don't have to do it alone so if you don't have anyone that is in your life that you can count on, a cheerleader, I go ahead and I would definitely say go find one. That's what I did in, in Virginia. I joined meetup.com or you can go ahead and talk to your spirit guides, even though you might not feel like you can hear them, they can hear you. All right. And they can help you bring someone into your life to really help you um, manifest your mo- most magnificent life because it's totally 1000% possible. So, which is maybe a little bit of support. Absolutely. I love those words of, of wisdom because like we're raised as children and I, I'm big on the the shit that we're overcoming (laughs) that we learned as children, you know, and when you're in school, it's like, don't, don't look at anyone else's paper. Don't collaborate. Don't copy. Don't do all this stuff. And it's like, as an adult, there are no demerits for getting help. And there are no bonuses for getting it done all by yourself. Amen. And so, yeah, just, just release all of that stuff that's been percolated in your subconscious mind about you have to bootstrap this sucker all by yourself and reach out and find some help. I love the suggestion of the meetup. There are many amazing Facebook groups out there. There's a Facebook group attached to this uh, called Transformation Space. You can find that. You can find therealheatherdanielle.com. I know you have groups and any number of the wonderful guests that we have on this show also have groups that if you feel called and you vibe with them would be amazing to join and support you on your spiritual journey. Thank you so much for joining me today, Heather. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun. And thank you to everyone who joined us here today. I love doing this show and I do it for you and I love hearing from you. You can Reach me with comments, concerns, questions, suggestions at AskZofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A at transformationspace.co. 
And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week right here.